I am now joined by Bruno Caratori, co-founder and COO at Hashdex, who's a leader in crypto asset management. And they are one of the 11 entrants into the uh, spot Bitcoin ETF race that looks like it's about ready to get started. Uh, Bruno's now on the line with me from New York. Bruno, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you so much, Nate. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I have got to ask you, what have the uh, past several weeks been like for you and the uh, the team? Did you even celebrate the holiday season, or was it like all a blur? <laughs> you ask me. We, in fact, we did. I think our team did find space to celebrate, but you were right in that we were working through nights and weekends for the last several weeks, including the holiday time. So I'll tell you, uh, on one level, it's been quite hectic, but uh, overall, I think it's been incredibly rewarding. And I, I speak on behalf of our entire team at Hashtags because, you know, I think the developments of the last several weeks and months are, are a testament to what we have all been believing in and working for in the last several years, right? And, and when you think about just where we were a year ago, when the whole industry was was suffering this immense confidence crisis, the fact that we are here now, uh, and as it looks like we're having major development in the world's in the most important capital market, it's you know it's it's really a reward for all of us. All right, so we will talk uh, more about the spot Bitcoin ETF race here in a moment. But I thought for people unfamiliar with Hashdex, uh, you do have several ETFs in, in in other countries, including the largest spot Bitcoin ETF in Latin America that was launched back yeah. in uh, 2021. Do, do you want to tell us just a little bit more about Hashdex? Absolutely, Nate. So for, yeah. For folks who are not so familiar with us, we're an asset manager, and we're completely focused on crypto. Nate, we've been, uh, we were founded almost six years ago now. In fact, almost six years ago, and you know, in the last six years, we, we've happened to develop a, a very, you know, diversified product offering across a number of countries. So we were our genesis had a global ambition in mind. Our products are now either listed or, or available to invest investors in over in, in seven or eight countries. I can't recall now. Eight, um, and this is across Latin America, North America, Europe. We we have products spanning, you know, just active alpha generating strategies with a, a hint of uh, thesis driven systematic strategies. Uh, but of course, a big part of our business are the passive index tracking products. And you mentioned one, our Bitcoin product listed in the Brazilian Stock Exchange, which is the largest in Latin America. Uh, we also have another product that's the largest crypto product, uh, listed crypto product globally, the Hash 11 index. One follows the NCI, the NASA Crypto Index, and this is it. In six years, Nate, like we're we have over two hundred thousand customers globally. At the height of the market, our AUM had you know was north of a billion dollars. It's currently at something around six million dollars. Uh, but that's the intro. Bruno, you mentioned being completely focused on crypto. 
And as you know, when it comes to the U.S. spot Bitcoin ETF competition, we do now have some of the largest players in asset management involved, and including actually the largest player. And if I'm being frank, not all of them have the same level of crypto experience as hashtags, right, given what you just walked through. And, And so I'd love to have you articulate what you view as the benefits of having that experience and and how it might help you in running a Bitcoin ETF and perhaps finding an audience among investors. Absolutely, Nate. So the way we think about this, and we honestly have thought about this since before even founding hashtags, and it, it stands true to this day, is that, you know, crypto as a novel asset class, as a novel technology, uh, there's a, a a tremendous amount of challenge in having investors and advisors out there understand what they would be investing in and why they they should get exposure to this. And this is a core piece of convincing anyone to get exposure to crypto, right? Uh, so we see ourselves a lot as evangelizers of the technology and the asset class. And I and because we've been working on this for six years, we see hashtags as way better positioned to be the player or a player who can help investors navigate this new asset class. Because it's only when the investor or the advisor understands what they would be investing uh, for that they're able to make the right choices on whether they should invest or not, how should I calibrate my position, what part of my portfolio does this take a role on. And this may differ, you know, uh, depending on the investor and the advisor type. So I guess it, it is true that incumbents are are now, you know, taking a position in the market. We, we not only always saw that coming, we really welcome this. In fact, we think it's such a, a an, an important milestone for for the industry in general, right? When you when you think about what some of these these personalities out there were saying only a few years ago, uh, you can't help but celebrate the fact that they're now uh, taking a stance in the industry and launching products. Uh, but we think. I'll say this, you know, what's happening right now in the U.S., uh, you know, as it looks like uh, the the U.S. public will be getting a spot Bitcoin product in the near future. Uh, It is a big milestone for for the industry, for the investors. But we also see crypto as an asset class that will be transforming uh, the investing ecosystem for years and decades to come. And... Players like hashtags that put a tremendous amount of energy into supporting investors as they understand the asset class, as they understand the technology, and supporting investors in making the right investment choices uh, will have a decisive role for years to come. So that's why we stand by this this exclusive focus, and we look forward to what's going to happen, not just in the next few weeks, the next couple months, but also in the next several years, Nate. All right. So let's talk about the ETF, which is uh, certainly of most interest to, uh, to to listeners, which is the Hashtags Bitcoin ETF, ticker DeFi. And uh, I, I should note, this is a strategy change. So uh, th- this currently does hold uh, Bitcoin futures, 
The idea here is it's going to be able to own spot. I don't know um, how much you're able to talk about, Bruno, just because this is still a live filing with the SEC. But, uh, look, this will be a little bit different from the other prospective spot Bitcoin ETFs. What, what can you tell us about those differences and, and why you think they could be beneficial? Absolutely, Nate. So you're right. You know, at this moment, uh, I'm a little bit limited in how much I can I can uh, speak about uh, this product and what we're we're intending to do with it. Uh, but I'll start by saying that DeFi is a product that's already listed and available to investors. And unlike, uh, and it's, it, at the moment, it is a Bitcoin futures ETF. But unlike other Bitcoin futures ETFs out there, which I, I would imagine uh, your audience is familiar with, uh, DeFi can be converted to hold spot, okay? So that's the sort of the special place that DeFi has. And as you alluded to, Nate, we do have a, a, a horse in this race. You know, we have... we we. we seriously believe that crypto is a lot larger than Bitcoin, that the, the crypto ecosystem will be unfolding for the next several years. But Bitcoin uh, is, of course, a huge part of crypto now. And we expect it to always be a meaningful part. So we did take a very, I'll say, original stance uh, in this race, uh, you know, and just referring to what's, what's public out there. DeFi is a product that is seeking to to convert, uh, to hold spot, but in a using paths and mechanisms that are that are markedly different from what other what other issuers are are planning to do. In that DeFi, our stance has been that investor protection is maximized when you lean on futures markets, when you lean on regulated exchanges for some aspects of the product and that's how our 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 proposed filing is different uh but ultimately what we intend for the fight to become is a spot etf a spot etf with uh with uh, you know a little bit of different ingredients that we see in our view uh, are what maximizes investor protection at this moment bruno when you look at the overall um competitive dynamics in the spot Bitcoin ETF category. And obviously you, you just hit on some high level points on how DeFi might be a bit differentiated, but w- what do you think is going to be most important in terms of competition? Like if I look at fees that have been disclosed thus far among all of the, uh, the entrants, some are extremely low. And if I look at DeFi, you are currently on the higher end of, of that uh, spectrum. Now, you know, fees aren't the end all be all, and uh, feel free to comment on that. I mean, what, h- how do you see this playing out when you look at the competitive landscape? So I'll, I'll comment generally on this, Nate. You, the, you know, the aspect about fees, uh, I think, touches part of what I, uh, I'm required not to comment about now, specifically on DeFi. But what I, what I can say, you know, on behalf of hashtags is, you know, yes, you know, fees do play a role. Uh, in, in investing in general, right? Uh, and I, you know, attachment to this, I think is, this is one of the reasons why passive investing has become so successful in the last, uh, several years, in the last few decades. Uh, they do play a role 
it is not the only thing that plays a role. And the, the importance of fees gets attenuated uh, by a good amount as, as, the, you know, give, as other aspects of a product uh, rise in importance. And in an in a asset such as Bitcoin that such a, has such a volatile uh, price pattern at the moment, the importance of fees is a little lower. But, you know, in the short term, Nate, in the short term, what we see will play uh, a big role is, you know, the quality of the, the products for investors in general. And in passive investing, that's greatly, greatly dictated by the size of the product, how, how liquid the product is. It's greatly dictated by the ease with which everybody, every player in the ecosystem can interact with the product. So, you know, the, and investors, uh, they often don't realize this, but and investors are behind a, a complicated value chain of authorized participants, market makers, custodians. Uh, so a number of players out there that have to interact with an ETF uh, in general. And, let, you know, when you think about crypto, that has its own idiosyncrasies. So all of this we see as being a, a, a big factor in the short-term success of products out there. Uh, and in the long term, Nate, you know, we also see that this, this, the current uh, products that it looks like, again, we can't say for sure, that it looks like will be, uh, will be approved by, by the commission, they will be one piece of a, a much broader, much more diverse product suit in crypto and as issuers out there position themselves as crypto, uh, you know, either as crypto players or, or, you know, take a stance in the crypto markets, we think that this Bitcoin product will have its, its, its chances of success greatly affected by the overall offering of issuers. Uh, so we see this as a, as a long uh, game, as a long race. Uh, which in a way takes a little bit of the, the weight, I think, you know, from everybody's shoulders on this specific launch. It, sort of on that note, and you uh, alluded to this a, a bit earlier, but bigger picture, what, what do you think is the significance of a spot Bitcoin ETF coming to the U.S. market? Like, like put some context around this for us. Absolutely, Nate. So, it, it, Again, I keep coming back to this. We think Bitcoin is an important piece, but just one piece of this, you know, entire journey of, you know, crypto as a technology, crypto as an investing asset class. Uh, but undeniably, it's, it's a huge milestone, Nate. And we at Hashtags, we think that, you know, even beyond the fact that investors will now have prompt access to an actual ETF of spot Bitcoin, uh, and that in its own can mean a, a great amount for, uh, you know, price appreciation or price volatility. Uh, what's behind what's happening now is the fact that the SEC, again, only if this happens, right, but the SEC, which is arguably the world's, you know, the world's most important watchdog uh in the investing scene, 
is yet putting another big stamp of approval on this asset class, okay? Uh, by doing this, the SEC is tacitly communicating to the entire finance ecosystem that they can take, that they can advance in their crypto agendas. Uh, you, I imagine, you know, the audience either knows this well or at least has heard about this. Uh, most players out there in traditional finance are still largely, largely outside of crypto because of so much regulatory uncertainty. And with this progress on the SEC's front, uh, you know, not all of that goes away, Nate, but a, a good amount goes. And uh, we think that this unleashes uh, a lot more work, a lot more innovation, a lot more acceptance. Uh, and, you know, think about what's been done and said about crypto in the last few years, right? People, you know, important people out there have called crypto or Bitcoin, I can't recall now, rat poison or, you know, just an index of illegal activity. Uh, and the fact that a lot of these players are now entering the market, the fact that the SEC, which has not always been welcoming to the industry, is, is giving its stamp of approval to a major product we believe we'll have we'll have tremendous reverberations uh, throughout you know crypto's history. So we'll see a lot of activity going on if this really goes through, Nate, in the next few days and weeks. Okay, uh, but I think more importantly, uh, what will be what will be really decisive in in this impending uh, spot Bitcoin approval is all the 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 work that will be unlocked that will be unleashed in, you know, throughout traditional finance players and the crypto-specific players such as hashtags because we will have a lot more clarity and freedom to operate. So look, also look forward to the, not just to the next few months, but to the next few years, I would say. Bruno, just a couple of minutes left here. I mentioned sure. at the uh, the top of the podcast that I feel like, uh, lost in all of the hype around just bringing spot Bitcoin ETFs to market is the actual investment case around Bitcoin. And so I, I'd love to have you just very briefly discuss that. I know we could do a full podcast just on that topic, but you know, that's ultimately what matters here. It's not Bitcoin and an ETF wrapper, but it, it's why you own Bitcoin in a portfolio period. And so how do you see Bitcoin and a Bitcoin ETF fitting within long-term investment portfolios? Why should investors even consider this? You, you're right, Nate. I wish we had an entire episode just to talk about this. Well, I'll, I'll try to summarize this, you know, for you and the audience now. Uh, I, I urge I urge everyone to, you know, think of Bitcoin as a technology, first of all, and a technology that will evolve and that societies will learn new things to do with this technology, right? And why I think this is important is because the investment case for Bitcoin and crypto in general, right, but even for Bitcoin, will evolve over time. You know, right now, Bitcoin is mainly seen as an emerging store of value asset, okay? And, and the investment case there is both on this, on this thesis uh, continuing to fulfill itself, uh, but it's also hinged 
on the growing importance of store of value assets in the current uh, in the current moment we're living through. Right. Uh, if you go back in time, like you can see what's been happening to gold since after the great financial crisis, uh, when when I believe you know market participants realized that policymakers were a little less sure of what to do in terms of policymaking, and the importance of a store of value grew a lot, and gold has has grown in value tremendously since then. Uh, the outlook out there, both from you know an economic perspective, but also from a political geopolitical perspective, is as uncertain as it has been for many decades now, arguably since the 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 Second World War. And that's a moment in which store of value assets tend to gain importance. So in the short term, and by short here I mean the next few years, we think that these factors will be playing a, a big role, you know. Do you want to take a stance on whether Bitcoin will really fulfill its potential as a store of value and whether uh, our societies, countries out there, individuals and families will need more of this? In the longer term, Nate, I think people, you know, that's what we try to do at Hashtags. You're also taking a stance on how promising this technology is. And the interesting thing about Bitcoin, when you think about it, like it's not a perfect analogy, but one of the best analogies is that it's a commodity, okay? Something that doesn't really depend on anyone, no one controls, but unlike oil, which we discovered uh, underneath the ground, we invented Bitcoin. We invent it, but we don't control it. And oil, when you think about oil, it's something that has, you know, the use of oil has evolved over time. And, but we're always constrained to the physical, chemical properties of oil. In Bitcoin, we can actually feed our creativity into it. So our society can feed our creativity into it so that it solves new problems. And we think that this is a, a, as, as much part of the investment case as what we can currently see is. I hope this makes sense, Nathan. Maybe someday I can come back and we will, can do a full episode devoted exclusively to this. I think we will definitely have to. I've really enjoyed hearing your perspective. Uh, unfortunately, we are going to have to leave it there. I'm going to wish you uh, congratulations in advance on DeFi. Hopefully I don't jinx anything with this uh, SEC approval vote that looks like it may happen uh tomorrow but best of luck to you and the hashtags team uh you, you know i'll certainly continue to watch this race closely so best of luck and thank you for joining me you're welcome thanks for having me again nate i look forward to connecting in the future bye-bye that was bruno caratori co-founder and coo at hashtags